Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to Tutora Time. On our show, we discuss the political issues of the day and how they are affecting our nation, our society, and the world. Thanks for joining us. Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. Today is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020, and we got a lot going on today in the news, as always. Um, the presidential election is still moving forward. Um, so let's touch on a few things here today. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is this uh this COVID relief bill that just passed in the House and the Senate, and uh, we'll see if Trump vetoes it or not. Uh, there's an awful lot of things in there that have absolutely nothing related to COVID. Um, even though it's been held up a long time, the bill, uh, because of things that Democrats wanted to put in, fundamentally transforming society, things that have to do with mail-in voting, uh, plenty of wealth redistribution. Um, a lot of things were jammed into that bill and still a lot of crazy things still made it through. They've got $10 million in there for gender studies programs in Pakistan. I mean, what the heck is that about? I is Pakistan a country uh, that is having gender identity issues? I, I seriously doubt it. Um, Pakistan's a fundamentalist. I mean, it's an Islamic country, so I can't imagine there's much room for gender equality uh, or gender identity issues there, which is all kind of nutty anyway. I mean, there's two genders, male and female, and... Uh, all this wasted money that we put in on gender identity studies is pretty absurd. Just kind of useless degrees that universities are charging people for to be indoctrinated. Um, there's no real education there. I mean, those kinds of fields, those kinds of studies, they're not really anything scientific. They're just kind of a thesis from angry feminists, basically, uh, who really kind of despise men in many ways. So a lot of these agendas they put out there are aimed at, uh, quote-unquote, overthrowing the patriarchy, which is another bunch of nonsense, truthfully. I mean, the world evolved the way it evolved. Men held power more uh, for certain biological reasons, was the original reason of the evolution of it over time. And Little by little, obviously, more people have gotten their rights and women have their rights. Uh, but to claim that the society is being held down by some kind of patriarchy is really absurd. Um, there's a $6 million, uh, $6 million, $600 stimulus check supposedly coming to Americans, which is, first of all, the whole thing is appalling. There should be no COVID relief bill because we should be opening the country. I mean, that's the answer to the suffering, not more government handouts. At this point, they're simply just printing money. It's going on the credit card for our children and our grandchildren. Nobody really seems to care. There was only six Republican senators who voted against this bill, 
Um, and there's a lot of foreign aid in it for Sudan, almost a billion dollars. Uh, there's money for a bunch of foreign aid packages, things like that. So the whole thing is really just loaded with pork and loaded with things that have no bearing on helping the American people. But even $600 as a stimulus after they've shut down people's businesses and taken them away is really very much a slap in the face, I have to say. Um, again, not that I'm for some big bailout, but I mean, they're giving out money instead of giving American taxpayers money, their own money back, really, to help them. They are more giving it to foreigners, foreign nations. Let me see here uh, at some of the other items that they have in this uh, in this relief bill. Let's see, there's, like I said, $10 million for Pakistan for gender programs. There's funds for statue gender equality. So they're concerned about the gender equality of statues, okay? Uh, $193 million for new cars for HIV AIDS workers. And $1.5 million appropriations committee for Office of Diversity and Inclusion. This whole diversity and inclusion agenda they're pushing is really nothing more than a communist restructuring of the country. They're trying to have this infiltrate everywhere. And the point really is to destroy people's belief and pride in the United States of America. Uh, they're very big on trying to push this in the military. So if you have a military that believes that the country is fundamentally and systemically unjust or racist or whatever nonsense they're peddling, why would people fight to defend a country like that? So this is all about tearing down the fabric of America from within. Same thing why they want all these kinds of programs in our schools, because if they could indoctrinate the children from a very young age, then, you know, they can tear down the country much easier. If children grow up believing the country they live in is evil or racist or sexist or all these various things, there's not much incentive to keep it. And then they couple it in with this 1619 project they have, which is a complete bogus rewrite of history, how America was founded in order to keep slavery, which is absurd. I mean, the nonsense they spew it would be laughable if it wasn't so dangerous. You know, sometimes I think the uh, when I feel very saddened by everything that's going on, and I'm sure many of you feel the same way, one of the things that gives me a little glimmer of hope, uh, and this is many years down the road, hopefully, but, you know, children in general, one generation usually rebels from the generation that came before them. I think it's just something that is a natural instinct in humans to kind of rebel, to protest. So, you know, back in the day when there were serious things to protest and serious injustices, people would be out there protesting um, when it came to issues like race and things, when there was actual serious injustices. But now that they've basically evaporated or been handled, um, you know, people make up these microaggressions and these micro issues to rebel about. So my hope is that the young people continue as time goes on with this idea that they rebel against their parents 
which means the next generation, the young people now, should grow up to be the most staunchly heterosexual um, generation that we know. Because if the generation now is pushing this transgenderism and all the 67 genders along with the ice cream of the month and all these various ridiculous social theories uh, like, you know, systemic racism, you know, people will rebel against it. The young people, as they get older, will naturally say this is ridiculous. And usually people often will go when they're rebelling in the opposite direction of their parents. You know, and again, when we talk about that slogan, Black Lives Matter, I just find that so shattering because, you know, it's trying to address past inequities it doesn't really do anything. It's just a three-word slogan. They have no real agenda. So after they're done shouting Black Lives Matter, there's nothing that they actually want. I don't really know what they want because there's nothing really to be fixed because the playing field is already uh, level. And it really is. I mean, anybody can achieve anything they want in America. And to say that they can't is to preach permanent victimhood. And it's, it's, uh, it's practically criminal. It is criminal teaching people that they are forever victims because of their skin color. And, 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 you know, the young children in school, the f children in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, they don't know anything about the past history of injustice in this country. So if you're not a black student and you see on the walls in your classroom, black lives matter, what are what is that message saying to you? It's saying to you that somehow you you don't matter. Like these are the lives that matter, and the other lives don't matter. And in the third grade, in the second grade, in the first grade, children have no history of the country. So why would they? Why would a non-black student feel anything but, you know, offended? Or you know, these aren't the words children are going to use, but you know, shamed or embarrassed or there's something wrong with them. We're teaching a whole generation of children to be embarrassed and shamed over who they actually are. And uh, it's really a quite despicable thing. I find the whole race issue, the way the left uses race, it's it's exploitation because you can never change your race. So a white person can never be black, a black person can never be white, and if they could keep people divided based on that, based on race, then they've got something to divide us with forever. It's really complete exploitation. So hopefully these things, as time goes on, people will move away from them. Uh, this COVID relief bill there's a lot of ridiculous things in there that should be taken out. Perhaps Trump will veto it. I don't know if he's going to be able to because, you know, people do need the relief since the government shut down the society, which they have no right to do. Um, society's never going to open up again until we, the people, just open it up en masse. People have to start opening their restaurants, start opening their businesses, start going out without masks and just do it and not wait for the government to give us the approval to do it because um, they're never going to give us the approval. So they're going to keep us locked down as long as we can. And, and the only rights they have are the rights that came from us. 
And you could see people are getting fed up with it. Yesterday in Oregon, the state capital came under attack. Uh, it looked like at least 500 people there breaking the doors of the capital to get in. There was a standoff with police. I saw somebody got, you know, it wasn't a rubber bullet, more like a, I think it was a paint gun, but some bullet along that way hit the guy in the head, a huge welt on him. So citizens are, you know, look at the footage. Citizens are looking to take over their capital again. And regardless of what ends up happening in the presidential election, if Trump does not prevail, you know, if he decides to step away, which I certainly hope he doesn't, but if he does, I don't think citizens are going to take it lying down. I, I think they're going to fight back. And I think the assault on the state capitol yesterday was just the first of many things like that to come. It's very real. It's not a joke. And I think, you know, people are not going to let themselves have their freedom stolen from them. And speaking of that, you know, you could see Biden talking about certain things when he's coming in. One of the things he's talking about a little bit is the space race. You know, Trump wants to have space force and protect space, protect the satellites, protect. That's our highest technology over there. And he wants all that protected. Biden is looking to have cooperation with China in space, which is absurd because that's just giving China access to all of our highest uh, technology and giving them access to satellites and all these things. And I mean, if China decides to shut down all the satellites simultaneously, that's it. We have no defense system. We have no communication systems. So many systems will be, you know, interrupted, affected energy. So we're really playing with fire here. Joe Biden, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's really already paid off to China. Um, and of course, he's willing to enter in cooperation with them because he's 10% is set aside for the big guy. But we have to not cooperate with China. I don't really see any reason why at this point we're even engaging with China anymore. Uh, you know, China is a communist country. They've not renounced their ways. You know, you kind of normalize relations to the fact where you're not having war. But this belief that a communist, dictatorial, totalitarian country that's putting people in concentration camps is suddenly and magically going to cooperate with you in goodwill it's naive at best and uh, traitorous at worst. It's paving the way to make sure America is overtaken by China within the next 10 years. And Biden and Kamala Harris are certainly going to lead the way to that. Uh, we're still looking at January 6th for the certification of the Electoral College. I think it is going to go to debate on both floors. However, after that, if they can't, after the debate for two hours in each house, if they cannot prevent the certification for one candidate of more than 270 electors, then Joe Biden's going to be elected president, even after a debate. If there's still 270 electoral votes willing to be cast for him, then he's going to end up as president, unless Donald Trump takes further action after that. And hopefully there'll be enough debate that can... Uh, make enough states fall into question that nobody will get 270 electoral votes and then it'll have to go to a 50 state count 50 votes 
one per state in the House for president, and 50 votes, one per state in the Senate for vice president. The Republicans carry the majority of congressional uh, representation uh, from state-wise. There's more Republican states. There's more Democratic congressmen, but there's more Republican state uh, where where the legislature is Republican and therefore the representation in Congress. Like in Arizona, it's it's more Democrat. There's five Democrats and four Republicans. So if they cast one vote, they're going to cast it for the Democrat. But in other states like Pennsylvania, you've got the majority of the state delegation in Congress is Republican. So all of these swing states, Georgia, which, uh, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Nevada, all of these states uh, are run by Republicans and therefore that one Republican vote should go to Donald Trump. Hopefully it can because then we can at least avoid this China takeover for a little while and this repudiation of our freedom for a little while. Uh, the COVID bill has a lot of things slipped into it to take away our freedom. Uh, the one thing, you know, AOC, like I said, I disagree with her 99% of the time, but every now and then, you know, she, she says something on point. And she said that the bill, you have a 6,000 page bill and we're supposed to have a few hours to read it. I mean, it's a physical impossibility. And even Ted Cruz agreed with her on that. They're voting on a bill that they don't have any idea really what's in it. Uh, and so much of the left agenda got squeezed into that bill. So we'll see what happens going forward. Every day between now and the election, between the January 6th and when the certification of the Electoral College happens, every day is important. So make sure you're calling the people on your board of supervisors, your state uh, legislators, your federal, the congressmen and senators, and letting them know what you want them to do, that you want them to question the election uh, and you want those electoral votes to be going to Donald Trump. Patriots, it's in our hands. It's up to the people. We still own the country. The country belongs to the people. And one way or the other, the people are not going to go quietly. They're not going to take this lying down. All right. I'll talk to you again on another episode of Tutora Time. Mm -hmm.